Good evening, Professor. How are we? <laughs> Technical difficulties. I have to work on myself. <laughs> now you got to show our whole selves here. Yeah, look at this go. Mm -hmm. Got they more light. Good thing we're in black. <laughs> we're moving on up to the technology here. How about that? And you are wearing black. Yeah, <laughs> All the way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I'm showing my age here, that's for sure. All right. You see so, what the situation is? Yeah. So we got my partner and I are divorcing, but are still hanging out together. Is this normal? Hmm. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's the new norm, right? Yeah. Some do. Some <laughs> do. Some do. Uh, it's an interesting concept. It really is. Uh, the issue may be, and how I'm going to present it tonight uh, to the masters, is that the individual kind of wants some space for a while. They've been married for a time, but now they just want to see if there's something else better out there, is what it amounts to. Mm. But they want to put you in the friend zone, because they don't want to let you go. Okay. So uh, you're Always going to be on the hook, if you want to call that, in case things don't work out. Do they still like the money a little bit if you may give them some, or they just want to be sure that the security blanket's there in case things go, you know, the wrong way. Things go rise when you sit in the car. Mm -hmm. So uh, my answer to this is going to be is that I don't want to be a backup for anyone. Yeah. And so <laughs> we're going to have to have a discussion. The answer is it's all or none here. Uh, so that, that's my position. Yeah, well, I could see that. Could yeah, see that. it's it's kind of tough. Uh, I feel sorry for the person who's in this particular situation, of that situation. But we're going to go a little bit different spin tonight. We're going to talk about two people. And we're going to talk about that they were in an identical situation to what we just discussed here. That the first person wanted something of the second person, as far as they felt that they had a duty to perform, but the second person had a duty to perform, but it wasn't what the first person wanted. And so the story tonight is between Judas Iscariot, the one who portrayed Christ at the time of Christ's death, and Jesus himself, Christ himself. So in this case, it's going to be, how I'll present this, Judas wanted something from Christ that Christ would not give Judas. So let's talk about Judas just a minute. Who was Judas Iscariot? Well, he's a little dumb, to be honest with you, in the scripture. Uh, we do know that he was the last apostle that was always mentioned of the 12. We also know that uh, he kept the money sack uh, for the apostles. And we also know that uh, he was a thief and that he took money out of the money sack as I guess he felt that it was his. And we also know that ultimately he was a traitor in the sense that he went to the chief priest and asked, you know, how much can I get for turning Jesus in? And they told him 30 pieces of silver. And so, eh, he decided to take it. And of course, there's that discussion on how it occurred. The chief priest gave some soldiers to follow him. And he says, well, he'll identify Jesus with a kiss. So he called him master and he kissed him. And so the soldiers then knew that that was Jesus. Uh, so they were going to bring him, of course, before Pilate, and as the story goes on, his crucifixion. So I want to jump then to the death of Judas. What, what, what happened to Judas in the end? Well, we all know he died. There's two accounts in the Bible that I'm aware of, Matthew and also Luke. Uh, 
Matthew, if you also remember, he was a tax collector himself. And Luke was the physician. So in the book of Matthew, Matthew wrote, and then the book of Acts, which Luke was the author, Matthew speaks of the term of his death more from a monetary perspective. In that when Judas realized what he had done, he tried to repent. And he went and threw the money, so to speak, uh, back to the chief priest from what you can kind of gather. But he hung himself, and so he died. Um, Luke, on the other hand, gets a little more gory. He says that he bought the land with pieces, those pieces of silver, and then he actually killed himself there, thrust himself on the ground, etc. His guts spill out all over the place, a little bit more gory. But some have said, well, these two stories aren't congruent. And the answer may be that they can be. And that when Matthew talks about, you know, he took the money and then he went and killed himself. But it doesn't talk specifically about, you know, he bought the property where he did so. The, the answer is, is that the chief priest, when Judas threw it back, to them. They didn't want it. And he says, you know, I've done evil. I've done wrong here. And they just told him, that's your problem. It ain't ours. <laughs> and so yeah. he throws the money. They went and bought a potter's field because, field, T-T-E-R-S, because this is blood money, as they said. So they bought the field, and that, again, was where Judas most likely died. So the two accounts are close enough. It's just one was more looking at it that Judas had financial gain from Matthew's perspective, a money perspective. Luke being the physician, he liked more of really getting into the blood and guts of it. Uh, Luke also mentions in Acts when Christ uh, was saddened over what he was going to have to do in the Garden of Gethsemane when he was praying. It was like his blood was, uh, his sweat was coming out of his bloods of sweat, sweat of blood, if you want to call it that, the droplets. Uh, but that was from Luke's perspective. We do know ultimately that Judas realized what he had done after the fact, and Judas wanted to be repentant, but of course the act had already been done. Mm -hmm. um, the next question is, well, why did Judas treat Jesus so badly? And it's it's really kind of like the first part of your uh, Wanting a divorce but still being friends. Why, why is the first partner treating the second? And the answer becomes because the first person, Judas, really didn't get what he wanted from, G, from Jesus. Jesus didn't give him what he needed. Um, Jesus number or Judas number one, if you kind of read through the text, he really never believed that Jesus was God, that Jesus was the Messiah. Uh, the others used to, of course, praise Jesus. Uh, they would refer to him as master. Uh, they would you know, speak of their loyalty and faith to Jesus. He did. Also, he never called Jesus Lord. He always referred to him as rabbi, which means teacher. So there was a disconnect there. Uh, you could also say that there was no personal connection between them, or very little, uh, in the sense of a lot of caring. And again, this is implied because Judas was always mentioned last among the apostles. You know, no, 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 no. And then Judas. So I don't see that there was a personal connection. 
So we have to ask then, if that be true, why was Judas with Jesus to begin with? It's kind of like, why is the first partner even with the second partner to begin with? Why did they marry him? Uh, these are, yeah, well, these are very poor analogies, by the way. Well, no, uh, but it's some thoughts going through your mind. And possibly with the partner situation, you thought, you, excuse me, the first partner, I'm going to get in trouble here. Uh, <laughs> I thought, however, the first partner thought the second partner was the best that was available at the time. Do that. They thought possibly that the second partner was going to go further and be even better. Let's try it with Judas. He really had hoped that Christ was the Messiah. But during that time, everyone believed they didn't understand. And I, and I could see their perspective. You know, that now that we know about Jesus and we read about it, like, oh, why didn't y'all get that? And the answer is something was happening here that had never been really taught or understood. And that is that Jesus is not coming down here as God on earth, and he's not going to take over the Roman Empire and, you know, kill all of them, make all of them slaves, and rule the Jewish people in that particular territory. It's not going to be a physical rule. Jesus was talking about what's coming next in heaven. And as hard as he tried, a lot of times the people didn't get it. So going back to, well, why did Judas want to be with Jesus? He thought, if it be true that Jesus was going to be the person in power, hey, I might get a pretty high position then when he comes into power. So you could argue his heart was never in the right place to begin with. Mm -hmm. He liked money, the thievery that he was doing. So his thoughts was, I'm going to get a higher position once Jesus gets there because I'm well. Right. So it just didn't work out that way. The intention was not good. Then we need to talk just a moment about how well did Judas and Jesus get along. And again, Scripture doesn't talk a lot about Judas. We do know in one particular situation about the bitterness that Judas had with Jesus. It was at a time when Jesus had come back uh, a few days before the Passover, and he went to Bethany. Uh, this is uh, where Lazarus uh, Lazarus was the one that Jesus had previously raised from the dead. You know. And Lazarus was there at that particular dwelling. And anyway, one of the ladies there uh, who happened to be Mary, we all hear of the story where she took a, a bottle of perfume, about a pint size, that was very expensive. And she turned around and took that and poured on Jesus's feet. And then with her tears, she wiped his feet. Now, I can just see Judas sitting over there in the corner you know, how much is that bottle worth? You know, and Judas made out of his cockiness. He says, you know, what's she doing that for? You know, that's worth a year's wages. That's an expensive stuff. You could have sold that and gave the money to the poor. And he, if I was sitting there and he'd said that to me, I'd look like, well, yeah. He probably shouldn't have done that or whatever. You know, Mary, thank you, but we have to figure this out. Well, Jesus didn't. Jesus told him, this was supposed to be used once I passed, during my burial, for my burial. But you always have the poor with you. You're not going to have me with you. I will be leaving shortly. 
And then, of course, they talk about in the end where Satan did come over to Judas or into Judas. And, you know, Jesus tells him, whatever you're going to do, just go do it quickly. The point to be made is that just like with the partner, most likely partner number one, when they're mad at partner number two, because partner number two isn't following the path that one wanted them to, one's heart will harden. They'll become mean, you know. It's just like they're kicking the sand, you know, because mm -hmm. they're having a fit because it's not going their way. But again, Judas' motives were wrong. What he thought, of course, what Christ was going to be, it never actually occurred that way. And of course, Christ told him, leave the young lady alone. So it's kind of clever, though, that Judas was trying to cover, if you want to call it his cleverness, in saying, you're doing wrong, Jesus. And she's doing wrong by doing this to you, when really it's kind of all about the money. Mm -hmm. So the question becomes that the actual betrayal, when Judas betrayed Christ, he asked, as I said, the chief priest, how much would it be worth? And they said, you know, 30 pieces of silver. Folks, that was what a life of a slave was worth at that time, a servant. If, you know, a, a cow uh, came and uh, gored uh, your neighbor or whatever, killed one of your servants. That's how much that was worth. But it fulfilled the prophecies back earlier in the Old Testament where it was spoken that, you know, his life, Jesus's life, would only be, you know, worth that of a slave. So all came to be true. But I got to say one thing for Judas during this process, in that his motives of then, as far as, you know, making some money, even if it was betraying Christ because he was mad at him, he still was going to make a little money of transaction. So he's going to get 30 pieces of silver. The walkaway message here is that we all have to be, because we've all got something that Satan can pull at us that is our weakness. Mm -hmm. And if we don't get over that weakness, make that weakness, in what I would say, our strength, then Satan's got us. And Judas, his was money. Others, it might be pride. Others, it might be sex. I mean, you, you name. There's always something. I suffer a lot from pride. I have to work on this. Uh, it, for me, it's like, keep your mouth shut. <laughs> don't don't respond. Don't up it, so to speak. You're better than it in some wise. So now you, you've heard my sins. I have many others. But if that is your strongest, so to speak, adversary against you, Satan's going to use it. Try to get control of that and then work on down the line what's your next greatest. Right. Um, so the ending point to this, what do you do if your partner wants a divorce, but still wants you to be friends. My response, follow Jesus' Just ignore him, her, him. Do your thing. Do what you know is to be right. And whatever they do, just tell them, as Jesus did. Whatever you got to do, just go ahead and hurry up and do it. Let's get this over and get on past it. Yeah, so. yeah don't drag it along and drag me along and <laughs> drag everything along. It's a poor analogy tonight, but when yeah. I saw the situation, the best thing I could come up with in my mind was Judas. Let's yeah. tell the story. Yeah. Let's yeah. tell the story. Said it's usually some kind of motive there, unfortunately. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. Look out for that, folks. <laughs>
Amen to that. We're no better than anybody else, but we're trying to work through it. Yeah. Well, that's all I got tonight. All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Hope you enjoyed the story. I really did. I hope you enjoyed it. Okay. Well, I'll go work on my sins now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, everybody have a great week and thanks for joining us. Thank you. For